This is The Guardian. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week he has a candid conversation with guests, including Prime Ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It was a long car journey, seven hours. We started on tarmac and ended up in these, these dusty roads with huge holes in them that went deep into the forest. This is biodiversity and environment reporter Patrick Greenfield, who recently went on quite an incredible trip to South America. This is a, a dry tropical forest. These areas are full of cacti and trees with tiny leaves to keep water in with big spikes on their bark and they're incredibly biodiverse. So there are giant anteaters, armadillos, lots of birds, and it's one of the few remaining areas in Argentina where there are jaguars. Before you book your flights, let me say, paradise is not without its dangers. Where I stayed was by this big lagoon where four biologists live, and it's quite extreme lifestyle there. Cooking pizza on an open fire one night, and one of the biologists was telling me about how she'd had half of her foot eaten off by piranhas when she was swimming in the water there. I mean, I'm happy to have been, but it's not the kind of uh, lifestyle that I could deal with all year round. Somewhat unsurprisingly, this place is known as El Impenetrable. It's a national park in the Gran Chaco region of Argentina. But despite its astounding and often unwelcoming biodiversity, it's also been very heavily deforested. Last November, at COP26, leaders from around the world pledged to halt and reverse the destruction of forests like those in Gran Chaco by 2030. This will not only save these precious ecosystems, but it will help the rest of the planet reach its carbon emission goals. Six months on from Glasgow, has any progress actually been made? And what needs to happen to get us on track for COP27 and to keep our forests standing. From The Guardian, I'm Madeline Findlay, and this is Science Weekly. 
Patrick, you've just got back from this trip that I was very jealous about and you visited this area called Gran Chaco. What was it like there? God, it's enormous. So it's one and a half times the size of California. It's the second largest forest ecosystem in South America. So it's a kind of very much forgotten sister to, to the Amazon. It's one of the most deforested areas on earth and this is one of the kind of key issues of our time right we're talking a lot about fossil fuel extraction and how we need to change the way we live and, and use fossil fuels but the way we use land is also vital we're not going to be able to meet uh, the paris goals without changing and adapting how we use land and key part of that is deforestation right this area is very much known for that why is there so much deforestation there what's driving it cattle there is the country's obsession <laughs> That's what they're known internationally for, right? But then the Sawyer industry there is is really big. It affects us here in the UK too, right? The Guardian's done investigations previously on on the Sawyer that's produced in these areas that's used to feed chickens that, that we eat, but you need large areas to produce it. So these are key industries for Argentina. I mean, how bad is the level of deforestation there? The Gran Chaco is one of the most threatened ecosystems in the world. About a fifth of it has disappeared between 1985 and 2013, according to NASA data. It's left the landscape with these huge blocks. You'll see large squares, if you look at the satellite pictures, that are often bright yellow. And those are the, the soya plantations or the cattle ranching blocks that, that have been created. And you can see those right the way through northern Argentina, Paraguay, and increasingly into southern Bolivia. Patrick, you saw how widespread this deforestation is and unfortunately it is indicative of what's happening over the rest of the planet as well and take the tropics which lost 11.1 million hectares of tree cover in the last year alone and you also recently wrote about a study which found that global deforestation is continuing as fast as it ever was despite these big pledges that were made at COP26. So Perhaps you can tell us what those promises actually were and what we're supposed to be aiming for. What we heard on the first day of COP was a side deal by over 140 countries to halt and reverse deforestation by the end of this decade. The key thing that listeners need to know here is that not all forests are equal when it comes to carbon. So we hear a lot about the Amazon, but the Congo Basin, the rainforest of Indonesia and the surrounding islands, they're all absolutely vital in terms of this conversation. Peatlands in Siberia are really, really important and the boreal forests around that that are rapidly warming. So those are the kind of key areas we need to protect to, to meet these goals. Let's take a look at one of those key areas, the Congo Basin. What's happening there? The Congo Basin is a really interesting part of the world when it, when it comes to this issue. Obviously, most of the Congo Basin is in the DRC, an enormous country that is experiencing a very significant uptick in deforestation. And the main driver in, in that part of the world is for fuel, wood for fuel. And so one of the major deals in the first day of COP was money for the DRC especially to help better manage its forests. Remember, rainforests generate their own rainfall. And this impacts uh, the River Nile, agriculture in Egypt. I mean, this is really important for several countries. But that is a really important difficult human development challenge right look at this country we have cleared almost all of our forests 
it's a sign of human development on some level. And the DRC, just like any other sovereign country, has a right to, to follow a development path that betters the lives of its citizens. And that needs to happen, hopefully, in a way that doesn't mean that this huge carbon store is released up into, into the atmosphere. OK, so because countries want to develop their economies very fairly, without getting funding in other ways, we are still going to be seeing this deforestation, you know, chopping down trees and logging and clearing space for food and fuel. But there is something else now which is significantly contributing to deforestation, which is fire. So tell me about that. What's happening in in some regions is forests are becoming less and less stable because they've been been cleared so heavily. And say in forests that maybe do have fire as natural part of that ecosystem or where there are humans burning areas to, to create pasture for cattle, those fires spread and then continue to destroy the forest and you have this vicious cycle. An already weakened forest is then further weakened by fire and this cycle is incredibly damaging for carbon emissions. And it's something we're seeing increasingly in Siberia, um, in the north, in the boreal forests. Um, as one forest ecologist said to me, nobody's trying to farm Siberia, but still they experienced their worst ever fire season last year. And these forests are often on huge amounts of peat, which burns and burns and burns in these um, intense wildfires in, in the summer. And that can go on right into the start of winter. There's some crazy videos I remember seeing of a Siberia. I think it was minus 40 or something there, but the fires had been so intense that the peat was continuing to burn underground, underneath the snow. A new study found so-called zombie fires in far northern forests only hibernate during the winter. These fires are able to smolder underground during the coldest months until they can visibly reappear. It is scary how quickly we're losing these vital ecosystems that are so good for us and good for the planet and a crucial piece of tackling the climate crisis. Patrick, there must be some good news out there. Is anywhere actually cutting down on their deforestation? Yes. So there is there is some very good news in this, actually. So Indonesia, there's been a real government effort in Indonesia to do something about issues related to, to palm oil production, especially moratorium on production in certain areas. And they've seen a dramatic fall in deforestation in, in some of the most kind of precious ecosystems. And they've done that through investment in fire service, through targeting particular areas that are of special importance to, to the climate and making sure there's, there's no in industrial expansion on there. These achievements, what's happened in Indonesia is special fragile but important to acknowledge because it's important for us all so we've got these huge rates of deforestation in critical areas but in places like indonesia there are these signs that the goals can be met and this can be done so patrick we've got six months left until cop 27 what needs to happen now so that the world stops cutting down the best carbon capture technology that we've got in my opinion, it comes down to money. There are mechanisms set up through the UN climate process to incentivize countries to reduce deforestation. So in that kind of economic choice between creating a, a new cattle ranch or soy plantation or whatever it might be, this mechanism is designed to make sure actually keeping the forest standing, keeping the forest alive 
wins out, but it's not working well yet. And it needs to, because ultimately in these areas, it's, it's the money that matters. It's something that we really need a big international push behind with a big emphasis on, on human rights, because that's, that's key. Patrick, I really hope that this comes to pass so that future generations of biodiversity reporters like you also get to visit such incredible places like Gran Chaco. Thank you for coming on and telling us about your trip. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks again to Patrick Greenfield. You can find a link to his report on deforestation on the podcast webpage at theguardian.com. While you're there, you'll also find a link to The Guardian's carbon bombs investigation, including to our sister podcast, Today in Focus, which did a fantastic episode on Wednesday delving into those mega fossil fuel projects. Search for Today in Focus wherever you get your podcasts to listen to that. And if you're a bit of a foodie, our podcast, Comfort Eating with Grace Dent, is back for a third season. You can also catch it live. Grace will be on stage on Wednesday the 25th of May at 7pm in Islington, London. Her special guest is entrepreneur, podcaster and TV personality Jamie Lang of Maiden Chelsea fame. And that's it for today. The producer was Anand Jagatia. The sound design was by Tony Onachuku. And the executive producer was Isabel Rugol. We'll be back on Tuesday. See you then. This is The Guardian. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.